Welcome, everybody, to Who's Your Band? I am Jeffrey Paul. I am joined by Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Jeff, you know, I, I've seen you a lot this last uh, couple days. We have. I have. Um, uh, it, it wasn't good. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a fun weekend. I had to spend Saturday and Sunday with you. In a car with me on Sunday, driving to Philly. Sunday, yes. By the way, anybody, um, if you ever go with Jeff to a gig, um, make sure you leave about three and a half hours before your gig actually starts, because he drives like a fucking ninety-five-year-old grandmother in a Buick Regal, going forty-two miles an hour down ninety-five. And the prick here. This is why he's also a prick. Number one, he's got a Mercedes. Okay, and he's Jeff is very calm. Jeff is very um subtle he's very like you know doesn't want to bring attention to himself but like you know he has a mercedes and i'm like oh i get to ride in a mercedes all the way down to philadelphia for our gig shows up in a fucking buick i like my buick it you know it's a it's a fun car to ride in it's It's a lot of yeah it's fun if you don't want your hair to get messed up from going too fast yeah (laughs) it's a great car to go in jeff listen speaking of hair yeah i'm I'm real fucking jealous already with this prick Anyway, Listen, I, 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 I want to introduce our guest because a couple of weeks ago, I went to see um, Mike Tramp over in uh, New Jersey. And I guess my invitation got lost in the mail for that one, by the way. You know Gavin hit me up and Jameson hit me up at the last minute and I wasn't even sure if I was going to go and then I, I wound up going. Um, but Sold out. So, yeah, so I'm standing outside. And I just started talking to, you know, I was talking to a couple, I was talking to this guy, really nice guy. Turns out he's the lead singer of the opening band. Love and it. then I went to go, uh, I looked him up. Fucking band, man, is really good. So I'm happy to introduce to the show lead vocalist of 10 Ton Mojo, Dave Anthony. How are you, Dave? Uh, Thanks hey. for joining us, man. All right. How are you guys doing in Jersey? Oh, fantastic. Where are you from, buddy? Um, I'm actually the only member that's from Long Island. Um, we incorrectly got quoted being from Long Island, like uh, at a gig in PA, but no, we are from New York City. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, there's so many. I don't want to say contradictions with the band, um, but you guys, when you hear your your music, the last place you think you guys are from is New York City. Um, really, where did, where did the band? get it started um well i gotta say i i was not a part of the original start you i guess were not there... the band st- now the band starts in 2010 right yeah it goes back to 2010 um they had a uh previous guy this guy ernie i guess that most of the recordings are are with um as far as vocally I'm, I'm i can only i guess speak for my position uh but they you know they were they were doing really well they had actually pinball girl was on uh uh, it was in some movie, actually. I can't it remember. A, it was in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and they movie. also had another song, I think, that was in a commercial. I believe they did, but that I don't quote me on that one. I don't. <laughs> for for the stuff before my time, I'm not quite as good at, unfortunately. But how drastically did the sound change when you joined? And why did the the first single leave? Um. Well, I, I I don't know completely actually the story as to why he left. I do know um his, his like scenario changed and he moved down to Florida, so I I believe it would be a little difficult for him to uh <laughs> to commute up here to New York as opposed to me coming from Long Island. But 
it, it's I, I don't know completely exactly the the whole story there, but as far as um, I'm sorry, what was your second question? I'm really stoned. <laughs> You'll be perfect with Sean. Um, how did you wind up joining the band, and how drastically did the sound change? Oh, all right. I I, I mean, the sound I guess changed not too much. Because I joined through a mutual friend uh, who's the lead singer of Grimjack, this guy, Billy Cahoot. Um, He told Scott, I guess, about me. And they were like, yeah, let's give him a shot. Long Island's a little far, but like, you know, see how it works. And, you know, fit was perfect. But I'd say the uh, the sound uh, started, I guess, changing, getting like more of a maybe a a southern sound. Um, That's when me and Christian joined, I guess. Uh, I guess that's some of... uh, the influences on the classic rock side that we we dug a lot you know a lot of skinner a lot of ccr um is that what you listened to growing up i i did listen to a lot of that growing up yes <laughs> yeah i mean sean i don't know if you you heard them um i've not heard one note which I, okay. I'm, I'm annoyed at myself because i'm a big like a uh, yeah I'm, I'm a big um like just straight up rock fan you know what I mean? I love I love everything, but like when it comes to like sh- just gritty, dirty rock, uh, that's one of my my all time favorites. Well, that's what these guys are. You know, if you when you listen to them, um, I I read and I saw that they were compared to bands like the Black Crows, but when I listen to them, I see them more along the lines of a Blackberry Smoke and a Dirty Honey. That's that you know, but not exactly where you know because they have their own sound. Um, their guitar player, there's a couple of songs that I, I want to get to that have these killer leads and opening riffs. And then, Sean, you got to check out this guy's vocals. I'm not saying because you're in front of me, Dave, but, I, but I've gone and I've listened to it a bunch of times. And you know, you're you're a really cool vocalist. Are you guys on Apple Music? Uh, yeah, we're on actually just about everything Apple Music, Deezer, uh, you know, the, the usuals, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp. Okay. I will download it as soon as this podcast is over. I have a uh, three-hour drive tomorrow to a concert that I'm going to, and Ten Ton Mojo is going to be the music I listen to. Yeah, listen to a song. At least through New Jersey. Yeah, listen to a song called Kamalita. Kamalita. It is is a really cool song. Who's playing lead on that one? Is it Scott or Christian? Uh, That would be Christian. And so in the video, he's a guy who kind of looks like your brother. Uh, I, I guess... I guess so. He's the one. Except he's wearing a he's wearing a cowboy hat. Oh no, that's that's Scott. I, I thought Christian was playing the lead. He's tossing the cigarette at you. Maybe yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on in that video. Yeah, you're trying you're trying to be cool guy sitting in the car. You wear in your shirt. You know, being rock guy. But I mean, he's got these vocals, man. It's 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 really good. That's a really good song. No, that's that's. I guess. I mean, it definitely. I shouldn't even say. I guess that's definitely our best. Our biggest hit right now, um, I guess, Bad Love coming in a little bit, a little bit in second on that one. But uh, we got a whole bunch of new tunes coming out, a brand new EP coming out on June 30th. It's going to be also available on every streaming network. So we're really excited about that one. Coming out of Curtain Call Records, uh, courtesy of Wendigo Productions as well. So we're we're really psyched about that one, having a big EP release for that at Gramercy Ballroom, excuse me, Gramercy nice. Theater. I, easier to like do it to do an ep instead of having to wait like the 18 months two years like sometimes two and a half years to put out a full length you think it's better yeah. to put out a couple eps at a time 
Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I I like honestly just rolling out with singles, which we kind of started doing recently, um, especially this day and age with like, you know, you got to kind of be innovative and change change the game with technology and, you know, things got to come out quicker and faster. And a single is a great way to do that. You can pop some artwork. You have, you know, you know, video maybe for every other one. Um, get something out there for the fans to have, something for people to listen to, something new. It's I, I, I personally like it. I don't know. I, I There's arguments, I guess, within it. You know, there's the old school effect to have that nice album, you know, yeah. and all the effect of that as well, which I dig too. I can't really say I don't, especially on the vinyl level. Yep. You know, the thing about videos now is back in the day, you know, it cost a lot of money to, you know, uh, to put out a video, to have a production crew. Now you can basically put out a pretty good video basically with your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... I had an ex-girlfriend in San Diego that used to talk about how it was like this guy was ridiculous teaching him how to use a you know an iPhone to record, but now that's like what they're doing in Hollywood now too. It's like you know yeah. a, there was a, a movie uh, there's a movie Marmalade that was made a few years ago that was completely shot on like an iPhone I think twelve or something like that. It was the whole it was an Oscar nominated movie too. Yeah, but it's you- it's kind of crazy. I, I um yeah <laughs> I can't really believe that some of the stuff and even on my own phone some of the stuff i'm like wow that came out of my phone i'm like <laughs> but look at myself right now i'm just like wow that's clear I'm like shit but along the lines of uh putting out content you can get it out there pretty quick without like sean said waiting 18 months to put out a record and you guys have put out a lot of music in the last uh couple of years you would look like you were putting out like almost two uh two records a year uh yeah we we i mean we've been putting i guess well, within the like since I joined the band, it's been pretty much singles. We we had um we had a whole bunch of stuff on the table uh, and during the pandemic. We had to kind of scrap a bunch of it because things, I guess, you know, like like everybody. I'm not going to go into the whole sob story. You know, everybody had uh, some momentum going, uh, but you know, it, it, things changed a little bit as far as some of the the tracks we could use and some of what we could get done in the studio. So, um, or re- just being available in the studio whatsoever. So um that a lot of those that's how the single idea kind of came to be and uh we kind of went with that and started using it and continuing it and um also i guess now both argument within the band and both the label wants us to roll out with an ep we're rolling out with an ep (laughs) you mentioned uh before the song bad love that's another banger that you guys have that is yeah yeah that is a great great uh riff to open up is that a song that you open with? Um, we don't open with that song actually. That would be a great opener. Not to yeah, that would be a great opener. Um, it's, but it, it's catchy. It's hard. It had Sean. This is a song that has like a wolf mother type of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. actually I like that. Yeah, I mean, because I, I was I was listening to a bunch of your music. I'm downloading it right now. Actually. Yeah, there, 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 there's that. There's because if if, I, if I'm managing your group. Okay, or if I'm an A and R guy, and I work, you know, my history is, you know, before comedy and everything, I did work in the record business for for a, a few years. I toured with 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 bands, um, but I could see you guys opening with Bad Love, maybe going into Kamalita, uh, and then maybe changing up a little bit with Stop Getting Off, which has a kind of like a sexy groove to it. I mean, I could see that working. I could see that working. I might have to pass that off to uh to Scott and Christian. I, I I am 
absolutely terrible at this. I'm totally, you know, LSD, lead singer disease. I have no idea what the tuning would be for all that. I'm pretty sure Carmelita into bad love doesn't work. No, the other way around. You you open you open up with yeah. If you uh, don't understand uh, what he's saying, see, as a fellow musician, we're we're going to talk to you people, you common folk, Jeff. Um, he's saying that maybe Carmelita is written in drop D, and then maybe the other song is a full step down, and maybe the other one's a half step down. You know what I mean? These are musicals. These, these are musical, uh, you know, terminology, Jeff, that you common folk don't understand very well. Yeah, well, you you're, you're in the community, Sean. Yeah, so I hey, listen. Yeah. Listen, I was I was probably singing in a band when this fucking guy was in goddamn grammar school. For Christ's sake, how old are you? How old are you, Dave? Eighty-three. Eighty-three. You're born eighty-three. All right, so you're not that far off. You're only seven years younger than me, so you're forty-one. All right, all right. If you're thirty-nine, forty. All right, you get a pass. Yeah, he's there. forty in March. He's nice. he's, he's doing all, good. Just, just so you know, Dave, um, it fucking goes spiraling downhill. The, um, day, the day you turn forty, just so it's, you know. It's, it was already it was already terrible the day I turned forty. I had your hair on my fortieth birthday, and then this is what happened the day after. That's what happened. The beginning of this year, my divorce started. You know, but that Ooh. actually was a great thing. <laughs> um, when I met you, you, you were you were supporting Mike Tramp. Um, yeah. Who else have you guys been out with? Well, like in support of yes. Yeah. Um, I mean. As far as my tenure in the band, I guess I'll, I'll speak for, but uh, we've been with uh, Texas Hippie Coalition, which Love I think them. we're or we're supposed to be back with them at Artie's. I'm, I'm not sure if that's official yet or not, so I don't know if I should be talking that's about that. That's a good venue. Uh, Love Artie's. Great. We were actually just, um, we opened already for them once um, at Artie's, and we uh, we were direct support for um, uh, Spread Eagle just recently. Oh, sure, at yeah. yeah, we had Rob on the show. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, we're just uh, all, all at Artie's, I guess, for that. And um, I guess the venue we were at with you at um, at Debonair Hall, we opened for Kicks there as, as support. They're doing their farewell um, tour now, Kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we played with um, Ronnie with his other band, uh, the the uh, the Blues Vultures. We actually did a little, like, you know, mini little down south um, mid thing, uh, PA, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Maryland. Uh, that was pretty cool. We did that last year with them. Dave, what do you see some of the obstacles uh, in being a band and getting music broken out? Because uh, back in the day, uh, it used to be you had the record company and the A&R guys and they would do the push. Now bands are able to just come out and release music on their own. And, you know, people have to sift through a lot of mediocrity to get to something that's really good. And then people start to lose interest. So what does a band at your level have to do to take that next step up where you're the headlining band? Oh my God! Everything. Sell your soul. Um, get a cat. Post a lot of pictures of it. <laughs> and I mean, you know, marketing is everything. Unfortunately, sometimes what's you know, not necessarily what is always the full image of the band can sometimes work, and you just spin it to make it for your image. Um, but it, it's it's tough. Uh, I'll say it is tough. It's ever changing. The game is faster than it's ever been. It's not something where it's, uh, you know, like, oh, hey, we can roll out with this and this is coming. I mean, you got to be active all the time. Sorry, grabbing a fly in my room. <laughs> um, but you have to, you know, you have to be on top of the game all the time now. And especially in a genre like ours, rock and roll, that is, 
not dead, but definitely not the popular scene. I mean, we got what the Foo Fighters like that are holding. No, out like, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that. that up. People talk about it. Yeah, I think, I, I, rock is, I think rock is more alive now than it's been in the last 25 years. I think the Foo Fighters were the band that was carrying it for a long time. And right. You know I hate, I hate Jeff knows this with a fucking passion. I hate Greta Van Fleet more than anything on this earth. I hate and, them. And I, and I like them. And he loves them. But you know what? I don't give a shit. I'll put my personal shit aside with them. They are bringing in 13, 14, 15 year old kids who are now spinning ACDC records and they're, they're looking into the scene Thin Lizzy and all these no, you're definitely players, right. You know, and you got bands like Rival Sons, and yeah, no, you got right. you definitely have. You know, there, there's definitely a scene there, but I don't see it on the um, you know, the, the major level as major, much, right? yeah. You know major. From when we were growing up, Dave, me, they're not Taylor not, Swift big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, but but the thing is, there's no outlets for 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 rock and roll music to be played. But but then again, there's not traditional radio that like really like pushes uh music in general. You know, so you have to go to these specialized stations or Spotify or Apple Music. You know, I, I think those are things you have to like. Who do you think are some of the young bands that are, are carrying the torch? Because you mentioned Greta Van Fleet. I think it's going to be bands like Dorothy, The Interrupters. I think these are really good, like new bands that people like are listening to. And you know what you got? You got chicks leading the, the way. As uh, saying is for these dames and broads, Jeff. Are they are they the front women too? These no, not dames. I said chicks because that's what rock, that's what rock is like. Dave and I say, we, you know, we're, we're talking the lingo. I mean, talk about talking about an awesome ball chick band, uh, Jane Lee Hooker. Man, they're they're pretty awesome. They are really just, fucking good. Yeah, we played with them a couple times. Uh, Dana's actually on our album. She's singing on a couple of tunes. Oh, uh, backup, yeah. That's uh, awesome. Uh, along with uh. It, it was just phenomenal. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot. We interviewed uh, Mariah Formica right before she joined the, uh, started the band Plush. And now they're just putting out their second record and they're, they've toured with fucking Hailstorm and, you know, everybody on the planet. But they, you know, I always look at them. I think Wolfie Van Halen's band is, is amazing. Uh, you know, his new album yeah. too. I think that's, he's another one who's going to carry a torch for a while. And I think Corey Taylor, Corey Taylor kind of stepping away from from Slipknot a little bit, and and even Stone Sour, which is like a more you know mellow version. But his solo stuff is just fucking great. I, that was my favorite albums of the last five years was his uh, solo record. So I yeah, think I, I, rock I, people are just uh, these these are the people that are really leading the way in rock and roll right now. No, I definitely I definitely agree. And um, Lizzie Hale too, obviously. Yeah, she's great. But how, how do you guys like? What do you guys do to try and like stand out? Because Sean and I are both comedians, and listen, we, you know, we're also in that same type of sea as well. You know, you know, there's. It's not always like the funniest guy that that, that gets on television. It's not always like the the funniest guy that's that's headlining. The, you know, the uh, the clubs. You know, so but you could but you have to do something to be a draw. What do you do to be a draw in music? Well. I mean, kind of like you were saying, uh, a lot of it, it, it can be different nowadays. Like, you know, you're just talking about Spotify and like getting found and there's all this like sea of other stuff. And how do you get found? Uh, you know, algorithms are a huge part of that. Um, you know, just like somebody gets pissed off when somebody puts a different song into your Spotify algorithm and it messes it all up. There is a genius in that to working that as a band. Um, I'm not going to go entirely into that because that's, you know, People can pay a lot of money for some of that information. Yeah, <laughs> but um, my, my point is, is, you know, you, you can spin it to your advantage. You want you want 
to be linked with bands that sound like ones you want fans that like those similar bands, I guess. And that was terrible English, but basically you want to, you want to be linked up with bands that sound like you and that are pre-established and that already have fans so that they can be like, Oh, wow. I, that this is a brand new band. These guys play some really awesome music too. That sounds like, and I don't even know anything about them, you know? So that's the idea. Um, at least on the technological level, at least for, for us, um, that's, that's been working well. Um, you know, your general get fans also. I mean, like, you know, the, nothing could be said more than just, you know, hanging out after a show and talking up some fans, you know, just chilling with some people. I mean, uh, not for nothing, me and you hanging out in front of the venue and now we're talking on an interview. I mean, you know, there, there, there's connections to be made everywhere and that's essentially, you got to be available for them, I guess. You got just- to be working I'm glad yep. you mentioned that because like in this day and age where it's so very easy to just solely market yourself digitally, you know, and only doing it on social media when you're, when you're hanging out with people, that's like the the personal connection that people want and it makes them more invested into actually wanting to listen to your music. hundred percent. I think mm-hmm. uh, that's more legit fans that way without a doubt. Sure. Well, sure. that's what the bands did back in the day, like on the sunset strip, you know, and the, and the twisted sisters and, and zebras in this area. Um, like the night that you guys did the debonair, right? Um, on an, I mean, I guess you guys have to play almost like five, six nights a week, right? To, to you know, to, to build up like you know, a fan base. So are you getting a mailing list? You know, like on like so like the night that I met you, did you pick up uh, fans? I know you were very accessible. You guys were hanging out with people. You know, Mike was doing the same thing. You know, so was was that like a, a was that like a good night for you? You know, or a typical night for you? That was, that was, yeah, I mean, I'd say typical to good. You know what I mean? Like we, we do pretty well at our merch table. Usually Um, I'll I'll say it was nice having like such a cramped area where everyone was kind of coming through. But then again, we also didn't get to see everybody because, you know, it was packed in there, but at the same time, it was, it it, it was a good night. It was a good night. Um, We didn't, we didn't kill it as great as we have before it wasn't our best night but it wasn't our worst night either um it was it was very good <laughs> cool, and you want to hear some irony i got i guarantee you that your show was a lot better than the show that me and jeff did on sunday oh shut up stupid um no you want to hear some irony seven what? people okay here it is um the night that they were they were playing with mike tramp they were filling in for tempt oh no shit yeah that was another band that we had on the show we broke them, by the way. Yeah, we broke a lot of people in the show. Yeah, they, they, that was a great show. They, they were great kids. Yeah, we interviewed them, and then literally like six weeks later, we get a post on Facebook. Hey, we're opening up for Iron Maiden and Shine Down at Wembley Stadium. I'm like, oh, okay. So you know, can, you know, you're welcome. That was all us. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, weird shit. Weird, weird shit. That was cool though. That got me all nervous. Got to put on a better shirt. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if anybody likes this shirt, I'm considering mass producing these. Well, let's check. That is pretty funny. Right? That is I agree with that. You know, I, I read it real quick. I just thought it was a regular Chick-fil-A shirt. Right? Yeah. Ah, it's great. Yes. Yeah. It's stuck yeah, through. Yeah, you got me on that. <laughs> hey, you know what I, had? I had another question for you, man. Um, you see, Sean, I'm using like cool vernacular. I said, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm from Staten Island. Does the, the band has a Staten Island connection, right? There is a massive stamp out of connection with Mr. Paulie Kane. That's our uh, drummer. 
Oh, okay. He's a Staten Island guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he's from Staten Island. He lives in Staten Island. Um, we we kind of meet all in Staten Island very often when we go off on like tours and stuff. Um, although now I guess it's Yonkers because that's where we're, we're based out of. We recently recently moved into a situation in Yonkers, which I don't know if we're going to be staying there or not, and not getting into anything more of that. I like how he he gets you to a level and says, uh, and that's it. Yeah, I can't. Yep. I can't no, give you the information anymore. before I'm going to get in trouble. You got to understand. Yeah, I'm like, like the owner enough, of the I'm get in trouble. The owner of the rehearsal studio in fucking Yonkers is going to listen to this <laughs> shitty podcast. Not not so much. No, that that's that's not a problem. I'm more worried about like literally my own band members just like being like, what the hell are you saying? We don't, we're not announcing that yet or something like you know. What I mean, right. I'm I'm just. We, we, me and Christian had a little rule on the last tour, and I, I might even get in trouble for saying this, but the last time we were on, we are just like, yo, dude, I just don't want to get yelled at. Like, I just don't want to get yelled at. Like, just... You you can tell us, Christian has a small dick, doesn't he? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not answering questions about anyone. <laughs> well, he is from Staten Island. Oh, no. but me, me and Scott no, he's not from Staten Island. Anyway. Paul's from Staten Island. Oh, Paul the drummer. Pancake yeah, kick. no, Christian's from uh, Manhattan. He's, he's uptown. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about you guys, man. It's like you guys are New York. You're a New York City band. You play in New York City. You play the Electric Ballroom, you know, right? But yet, and you hear their music. They could be on one song, they're Molly Hatchet. On another song, they are, like I said, Wolf Mother Me. They have that 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 Southern cool rock group. They are a rock and roll band, which you don't see. And the thing is, they do it well. And you guys are from New York. When you were in high school, okay, like who who was like who was like your go-to band? Like for me, it was Sabbath. I had a Sabbath jacket on. It was it was you know Iron Maiden. It was Zeppelin. That was like yep. my go-to music. Number three, there you go. But I mean, all three of those, without a doubt, more more one and two, more one and three, but um, without a doubt, uh, Zeppelin is like they're 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 my Fab Four. Um, Everything I listened to, which is really before my time, I guess, but uh, he's like, you know, like late 60s to early 70s, like, you know, curtailing down from 1974, which is like probably the greatest, greatest year of music ever. I would go 78, um, I would go 78, but I mean, you know, I'd give Van, you yes, Van Halen's album comes out, the cars come out. Um, true. I do love the cars. You, Dave, you, you're singing on Bad Love? On the I am singing on Bad Love. Bad Love, Carmelita, all, pretty prick. much everything like on Spotify that's at the top. You heard it, John? Good looking dude, perfect fucking beard, long flowing hair, and fucking voice like that. I can't stand this. And all the tops. So, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good voice. That's why I, I muted my microphone so I can hear the yeah. uh, what's playing. It's really good. I'm playing it's, out a little bit tomorrow. And, Thank you, man. You know, I, I appreciate it. Check, I out, check out a little bit of Car Car uh, Carmelita. Don't tell me it's, what to do. It's really, really fucking good, man. I mean, I, to me, if I'm the AR guy at your record label, that's the single I'm pushing right now. Yeah, no, that's that's like the driving song. That's that's, that's yeah. a great song. That's what I Shit love. I lo what what? Give me your top three driving songs. You gonna go in, I mean, down sixty six right past Chicago, going into the middle of the fucking Midwest. Well, Route sixty six, Sean. Were you Jack Kerouac, man? I'm high yeah. as fuck. That came to my mind. Yeah, yeah you, you Johnny Depp, you and a bunch <laughs> of writers. <laughs> Why don't, you I mean, wear, why don't you dress in old black be a depressed poet dude i am wearing black if i wasn't so sick of hearing my own music I, i'd probably go with carmelita as one yeah. of them but okay. you know radar our love is definitely always going to be one of my favorite like that's just that's just a great just a great uh the except, white, lions except white lions version of it right i i could go for white lions version sure oh you're going golden earring you're okay. going to golden I mean, earring 
I, I was just staying classic with it. I could go with either, honestly. It's just it's really just that drum beat. That drum beat is just so driving. That it's, is cool. It just kind of keeps it going the whole time, and you're just kind of driving, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you have after one more. that, I do have, like, a whole, like, mix of stuff I actually have for driving. I love Midnight Rider. Big, big fan of Midnight Rider, particularly after a gig, like, you know, broken yeah. down, driving home forever, like, a long ride home. That's, like, my favorite thing to put on right as I start off, especially when, like, you know, the sticks or something like that, if it's dark, it's just like... Nah, 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 nah. Love a little Midnight Rider. That's a pretty um, one. Yeah, right? I, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good tune. Jeff, um, do, you know the, do you know the correlation between the Midnight Rider and professional wrestling? I don't. What about you, Jeffrey? No, I'm, I'm sure this is going to go nowhere, but go ahead. A great story, okay? Dusty Rhodes got into a feud with Ric Flair, and he got suspended, and he wasn't allowed to wrestle. And all of a sudden, this big, fat, white guy with a mask came out to, this, to Midnight Rider, and he was called the Midnight Rider. It was clearly Dusty Rhodes. He was 400 fucking pounds with a big-ass welt on his stomach. He couldn't hide that shit, okay? Just, hey, let me just put a mask over it. Maybe no one's going to fucking notice. But he would come I out love the big fat wrestler. <laughs> so he would come out to the Hank Williams version of Midnight Rider. I don't think there's a bad cover version of that song. There's there's a bunch. There's a bunch. And Theory of a Dead, Dead Man put out a good one though. A good version of that. It's kind of yeah. hard. It's kind of hard to screw that song up, I feel like. Yeah. Well, like if, it's, could... if it's played poorly, then it then it, you just, right. No, no, right. no, don't get me wrong. You can definitely yeah. you can screw yeah. up any song. I mean, I, I I just want to hear hear the Allman Brothers do that. Um, you're a big blues guy, it sounds like, right? Big time. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on, like, I, I think the guys who are carrying the torch for blues right now, Gary Clark, Miles Bridges, you, you thinking that? Amen. I mean, it's, it's honestly been a little while since I've been able to get back in touch with my blues roots, but yeah, 100%. Um, everything I've been hearing has been phenomenal i i wish i wish i could honestly get a little more back in touch with the harmonic i've been trying to actually a little in this band a little more but um i gotta say i i i've been that's the word i'm looking for here sacrilegious to my uh to my favorite i guess form of music i've been coming a lot more of a rocker and, and leaving leaving more becoming more of a vocalist and less of a harmonica player and, and uh leaving the blues i guess as far as um influence has been in but i i gotta get back to it where's the primary focus of the band these days is it more geared towards touring and getting out there and you know trying to make some money and, and building up a fan base or is it towards writing and putting out records um well that might be an argument i guess in the band i mean i i'd say we kind of diversify as that as far as that's concerned but um there's a little of both. I think you kind of have to be both um, this day and age. You're, you're writing and you're, you're gaining fan base at the same time. You can't really, like you can't really stay stagnant. It kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Um, there's no, there's no downtime. So if you're not gaining fan base, you're losing fan base. If you're not writing, then you're not going to be releasing new material in enough time to kind of generate, more buzz and more new fan base. Um, I feel like, you know, there's getting fan base with the new product and new fan base. And then there's holding on to that fan base. And that's really where more of that FaceTime comes in rather than the digital. 
it seems like it's a very delicate line because you 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 have to you have to get out there and play like a band like your level okay like you know when, when you're a huge band touring is fun it's easy i've done i've done it you know with, with some, some major artists but how do you guys go around do you, do you have a bus do you guys have a van you know uh are you do are you setting up and breaking down yourselves um we got like uh we should rent one of those mercedes um like uh what do you call it like like, like those like the, those little like uh buses those little yeah they're like, like the mini yeah. bus thing it's nothing right. like crazy huge but like you know just enough for the band um that's usually what we go with um it depends on i guess what, what the what the thing is what the package is and what you know who it's with if it's something like we're on a bus with somebody then it's going to be a lot larger but um for the most part yeah that's that's kind of what we roll with that's especially when it's like on our on our end that's that's the bus Sean, we had we had the singer on uh, Max. What was the uh, the band? The name escapes me. Uh, Forty below summer. Forty below summer, and he gave us a real great education on what it's like, you know, to tour when you're, you know, kind of like a middling band, and you know, you know the the budget doesn't go quite as far as people think it's going to go. Even though you know to the regular person it seems like it's a lot of money, but when you have to split it five ways and you have to pay for for gas and and or rent a van or you know all of a sudden that money doesn't go as, as the way people think um how, how how does how do you guys like kind of like have to deal with that um you know same way i guess anybody else does we got to make money <laughs> i mean i'm you know i'm just kind of being honest i guess we you know we get some help sometimes i guess um from I guess areas I'm that, that's that's definitely areas I'm not going to be talking about, but um, we we do have I mean you know obviously we're we're signed and whatnot, but uh, most you know the time we 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 budget you know I mean we got to be smart about it you got to be businessmen um this day and age musicians kind of yeah no hundred percent this day and age you know there's and not even this day and age I guess ever since the fall of Napster. You know, there's no label coming out to whisk you away and make this magical dream come for you as a musician. They're going to, you know, be that Mozart with your crew around you. You know, you can be as nuts as you want. We're going to protect. No, you got to You got to hold it down these days. You got to be a businessman and the artist. You can't you can't. Um, I don't know. One of the best examples I heard I've, I've ever seen. And I'm not not a fan of the, their music, really not saying they're bad. I just, you know, not my taste um, is Dashboard. Mm -hmm. and dashboard anthem they they went to uh walmart and just basically made them their own label like you know they're like we're just gonna you know if you let us excel exclusively with you um you know we'll we'll put our cd you know and you just put it up and you you and it worked it was fantastic and they, they absolutely killed it and it was it's business ideas like that that fans need to start doing because the labels don't have that money like they used to you know they're waiting for you to put the product out well the, the whole music business is completely different than it used to be i mean the, the in the old way it used to be you made your money on the points from the record and you know the touring was just to support the record so you could you could sell now sometimes you know you you're giving away the music to make your money on the touring and the merch yeah well that's pretty much um that's it's I mean, I guess since the dawn of like major 
time for it, it's always been the merch you know what i mean like even when you're you know if you're a major band you're you're going to you know the 26 major venues of the country or whatever they're i guess they're far more now i'm going i'm kind of dating myself what i'm talking about here but essentially the, the rule hasn't changed where you rent the venue um so if you don't make your nut you're screwed um so essentially you know it, it's all about the merch like your your merch your merch your merch this and then if you're a band that's not the headliner because that band is you know on the hook for a lot of stuff for that for the venue and whatnot then you're getting a cut of your merch so now your merch goes up and it's you know it's a whole it's a whole snowball effect it, it's it's a lot of money like you were like kind of where we're going for before you, it all takes a lot of money um the music industry is an insane amount of money to to keep lubricated you guys uh if you guys wanted to go out and headline yourself, like I mean, I, I could see you guys playing the, the place where I met you at that Debonair uh, uh what is it called? Debonair Ballroom? Debonair Hall, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah old okay. Mexican like loose. So you so you get out there and you're you're the, you guys are the headliner. I guess maybe one of the things you may uh, do is grab a couple of like local bands. Do you guys have you ever come across a, a pay for play type of situation? Um I mean Sure, it depends what you're talking about, I guess. You have um, a you have a band. They have no, they they have no name recognition, but they'll have a family and friends that'll want to come see them play because they're not getting really booked. So they're like, "Hey, listen, uh, uh, Ten Time Mojo, we you know we'd love to open for you. Um, you give them say fifty tickets, they have to sell it. You know, they're because what they're basically doing is buying the tickets off of you." And then they have to go and move those those tickets if they want to play. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, it's a very common practice in some of these smaller halls. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's that's a buy-on. That's essentially. And don't right. get me wrong; it's not just common. That is everybody. If you're not the headliner and you're on a tour with a band, every single band, I don't care what they told you, they bought onto that tour. Um, that that's just how it works. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong; if you've got a strong label, they can put you on there, but. Like like I was saying earlier, there's not too many strong labels that have that kind of money anymore. Um, it, it's you know like for instance like something like the Black Crows, it's going to cost you like I think like fifty grand right now to be on tour with them, something like that. How many um, shows does that get you? Um, can't remember. And 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 don't get me wrong, this is a while ago that I heard that. Um, I think it was like half half the tour, like you know like you know like you're talking uh, th like. 15, 20 days, probably. Right. Yeah, like week and a half, um, three weeks would have been the full thing, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, and all that does is give you the opportunity to play. It's not it's not your travel. It's not your hotel or anything like that. Uh, well, each one is different. Each buy-in will be different. Uh, but very often, most of it is on you. It, dep it depends. It really depends. Like, in, like, for instance, Europe, a lot of hospitality is uh, already covered for you. Um, and it's just kind of a European custom. They just kind of get your hotels and like. Have, your, have your... you guys? Have you guys been out in Europe and played? Oh, I wish. no. I mean, not not with this band. You know, what I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, I know Scott has done. I, I I did a little. I'm not sure who else in the band did, but um, no, there's, it's um not, but we, we're hoping to be doing it soon. It's like when you guys, it's a different vibe when you're playing out of your comfort zone. Like Jeff, you you've performed in like uh, Canada or whatever, right? Who me? Yeah. I, I, uh, Toronto. Yeah, so you performed yeah. In, in a different country. It's a very, very different vibe. 
you know, well, you know what? when you get out of New York City, yeah. okay, and as comedians, listen, I, I could do New York City five nights a week if I want, okay, but once you get out of New York City, it, it's everything is different. Yeah, I mean, freaking mile and a half over the Delaware Water Gap, and it's a whole goddamn different world. Oh sure, listen, yeah. I mean, there'll be there'll be times I'm going out to Canada, I'm going into like right by Penn State. I mean, right by Penn State, you know, uh, College Station. I mean, you, no, you might State College, Pennsylvania. Great. Yeah, yeah, you might as well be in West Virginia. You might as well be in Iowa. I mean, it is completely different. It doesn't feel like it's the same state that Philadelphia is. Yeah. Oh no, PA is like a vast state. That's like going from it's, like it's extremes. Yeah, going go just you know doing anything from like Philly to Pittsburgh or something like that. You know what I mean? Or anywhere. It, it's even just on the east side. I mean, I like a lot of rural PA that's on the Eastern end and it's nothing like, you know, the, the city. Areas. Well, you know, it is the further away you get from a major metropolitan city, the more, and I don't want to say simple. I, I want to say it's more uh, down home. You know what I mean? Like just all about having a good time, hanging out, putting yeah. on good fucking music. The best radio I ever listened to in my entire life was in Buffalo, New York. They would get. I was the- just. I was just gonna say that you know when you look at where we we live, okay, Brooklyn, Staten Island, you cannot believe that's the same state as Buffalo, and what right. and what, yeah. what you know from the weather to the way they vote to like the music that's on the radio. So I love it, it up there because they you know they again they listen to this kind of you know this awesome rock, but they're also getting all the stuff from Toronto too, and in that part of Canada has an amazing rock. Uh, you know, a rock uh, following up there as well. I found so many amazing bands just from the time driving around in Buffalo. And I would, this is before Shazam, where you're putting your fucking phone up and, and catching everything. You have to pull over and stop and write this shit down. I'm dating myself yeah. so fucking bad right now. But uh, the great, great rock. Like there's a band Default, Big Wreck. They're amazing bands from Canada that got no love in the United States. And I hate that. I mean, no argument. I, it's it, playing any. I, I agree that playing anywhere outside of your element can be really nerve wracking. I, I think when your band's with you, it's a little easier. I've done. I, I feel like when I'm on a loner kind of deal, like I've done really where I was in Europe, I was on my own playing harmonica. Um, and it, it, you know, you, until you've developed some kind of camaraderie with somebody in the band, I guess you kind of feel like on your own, and even that makes it a little a little worse i guess in that respect but it's um i don't know i i kind of always like the hype of playing out and somewhere different um it's always been something something i get a more charge I, I, like i like the feeling there's new people Exciting. yeah yeah it's like hey these yeah. people haven't experienced our music you know let's let's give them a show you know like uh like my dad when i was a kid man going out and like you know seeing this cop and didn't realize it was an undercover cop it's like give this guy a light show on fourth of july I'd be like now what are you doing <laughs> but that's how long when is this how long has this inception of the band been together um this inception let's see kenny joined um not kenny's your bass player yeah yeah uh he be, he joined the beginning of last year is that the guy in the Kamalita video? No, it's not, right? No, 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 no. That's um, he was in the band for quite some time. That was Chris. Um, he was he was actually a long tenured bass player. I believe like seven or eight years. Um, 
and then Christian came in the band just before I did, and I joined in 2019. Yeah. So you're the newest member of the band? Uh, no, Kenny would be. Kenny just oh, joined. Kenny, that's right. Like, Kenny the yeah, bass player. Yeah. Okay, so you make him carry all the equipment and everything. Right. That, I'm okay. the singer. I, I never carried anything. <laughs> no, no. You, you're, 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 you're the face of the group. You're, you're talking to, to, to the women and everything. Um, who's the guy in the band who has the business acumen? Um, the I'm sorry, the business, the big, the business acumen, the business, you know, awareness. Who handles, you know, do you have a manager that does that, or do you guys take care of it yourself? I mean, we we do kind of have a manager as well. This guy Kyle Brower is fantastic, and he's not really a manager, but he's just kind of like our our corraler, I guess. He just keeps us in, you know. I, I don't know. He would be like your old school type of manager, though. You know what I mean? Like the like you know your '60s, '70s style manager, I guess, in that respect. But he does so much more. Um, he's also our digital guy and whatnot. But um, we we all, I guess, kind of contribute. It's actually kind of a great band in that respect. How we all kind of fit a niche. Um, you know, there's I, I guess you know from things like Christian's dad is an entertainment lawyer, and and Christian's very good with like things on that lawn and he'll, he'll speak kind of on the label end um i what guess scott uh, scott's i mean scott comes with i guess the most clout as far as any of the other musicians in the band so he comes with some heavy connections as far as the business end he's actually he's our connection to our financier as well he's um we, why why does he have the most clout is he the most uh, well yeah i guess that's what i i meant i i, I don't know Cloud maybe not have been the best word, but as far as he was in Blitzbeer prior, I guess when he was younger, and you know did a lot of touring, European, you know, American, and so he's and like whatnot. The he's the veteran. He is. He's a, he's a seasoned vet. I mean, not that not that Paulie's not, but um, you know, it, it's I guess as far as you know being around the block in in that respect. So there's some major connections there and i guess speaking of paulie and myself we're we're kind of more on that like fan base level keeping things on that level everything going and making sure um we're, we're very often at the merch table which is also a great way to prevent us from drinking because I'm, I'm recently on the uh, on the wagon i guess but um yeah it keeps you busy you know but it's uh you know it's also a great way to keep track of the business and that's you know things coming in and we're you know making sure people are hanging out having a good time by the merch table and like you know feeling comfortable hey feel free to buy something <laughs> um when you guys go out okay when you are when you're when you're touring how long are you out for um i guess you know for since i've joined the band we haven't had anything real heavy major yet we just um i got like a recent management company it's been hard finding actually a booking agent i gotta say there's like a lot of a lot of real shortage of booking agents right now which has been like really um frustrating but um we got we got a nice management company uh with distilled entertainment and booking and they've been offering us some some packages some tours we we need to find something that fits us um which is you know we're, we're working that out I, I you know i've been throwing a lot of stuff at us so we got to go through everything and i think we'll find something eventually um, I don't know if it's going to be this year. We we have um, our own little thing set up for, for Florida this year, which is going to be, you know, we set up our own thing. It's usually like, roughly like, you know, five, six days, something like that, like a week. Because um, as we were discussing earlier, again, 
that money comes into play and it's, it's you know it's a lot of a lot of stuff to invest in in going like on a heavy tour um if we're gonna buy on to a package which hopefully is going to happen next year which we're, we're planning um or well you know obviously i i just don't want to say definitely you know what i mean because shit could happen in this industry it always does sometimes <laughs> so probably we'll be doing uh some type of tour like a a week and a half to three weeks something like that pick when two you, bands that are big right now who do you want to open for oh god we're we're talking definitely right now i mean we've been we've been trying to try and find something with rival sons i don't know if i'm gonna get in trouble for saying that but like don't say like i don't understand why that's a bad thing but yeah you put that shit out into the universe and the universe you hear it and then you go to yeah, fucking get it that's exactly right that's what i'm saying because you never know. If you're listening, just take us, please. Like, they could be listening to this. They could be listening to the show, and they could say, you know, maybe Mojo, Ten Ten Mojo, would love to open for us, but we don't know because they didn't say anything. Um, let you me know. Him. I, you interrupted him for that right. fucking dumb comment. Well, listen, because I, I wanted to add something to him. Okay, I want. You know, this, see, that's why he comes on the show, so we can help. Let me know when you're in Florida, particularly when you're in the Jacksonville area. I could send a bunch of people your way. We don't have one defined yet in Jacksonville, but I'm told there will be one maybe Sunday. We're going to be, uh, well, it's going to be November um, or Saturday. Yes, yeah, Sunday. Sunday. I think maybe Thursday or Sunday. When you when you know for sure, you have my number. You just just hit me up and say, you know, give me the information where you're going to be, and I'll put it out there. You know, I have a, a bunch of people out there, like college kid, a little bit older, like you know the the, the demographic that you want that will that will come out and support. Awesome. Yeah. That right now we got the 17th and the 18th. Uh, Cocoa Beach is the 17th. Oh sure, we'll yeah. For the Iron Maidens, not Iron Maiden, Iron Maidens. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 it's the girl band. Yeah, they're yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah, cool. they're really I good. I said this to like my family, and my brother went absolutely ape because he's like a huge, and I'm, you know, I'm a big Maiden fan also, but I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, and like, I waited for like, you know, because there's a group text with my family. I waited for like all the, you know, everything to go through. I'm just like, no. Do you do Maiden. originals when yeah. you when you open for them? Are you going to do originals or do you have to do uh, some covers as well? No, we do, we do originals. We rarely, we, we, we try to throw like one cover in a set if, depending on how long we have for the set, you know? Um, but if it's a short set, we generally don't throw any covers in. What kind of covers would you mind doing? Um, it, it's usually like, uh, recently we've been rolling with, um, uh, snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine by Pat Travers. Mm -hmm. Great. Stuff. And, uh, yeah, no, I love, I love doing that one. That's, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and, uh, ain't no love in the heart of the cities. Actually, we've been doing that really recently. I can see uh, you guys done, doing uh, some bad company. We've never done bad company, but I would love to do that. I've actually, I've been told, um, I've been told I, I have a similar voice to Rogers. So that's got to be the best compliment in the world. Oh, it's like, are you kidding? How could you, how could you be unhappy with that? Like, yeah, I could, I could, I could see you sitting up out there belting out shooting star. I could do that. D definitely. You got that range. So tell us a little bit, you know, before we have to wrap this up. Tell us a little bit about um, the the record release party in was it is it June or July? It is going to be in July. So record July release 16th? party. Sorry, sixteenth. Uh no, fifteenth, fifteenth Saturday, I believe, or is it Friday? Oh yeah. man, I should I should really know that. But <laughs> but it's so far off. You can look it up in a calendar now. 
No, but we want to be able to promote it. I mean, is this open to the public? Could people come out and support? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. This is the uh, so June 30th would be when it's being released, like to the public as far as the music, you know what I mean? So streaming it on all, you know, all various platforms. As far as I know, every everywhere music is streamed, but I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some like tiny little things that it's not, but all the major platforms it's going to be on. Um, it's, it's being distributed by Red Orchard. So that's June 30th. And then July 15th, we're going to have a live, like physical release. So we're going to have cassettes, vinyl, CDs, and that's all going to be at Gramercy Theater. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the damn show. I don't have a show that night. <laughs> what, when, when is it? The July 15th at the Gramercy Theater. I know. What yeah. day of the week is it? Saturday. So Saturday, July 15th, opening for Attica, 10 Ton Mojo. EP release of Rebel Heart, Gypsy Soul. Tickets are $20 from the band until we sell out of them, so make sure you get them quick. Yeah, guys, so, so support the, this band. I mean, uh, fuck, that weekend, I am in, that night, I'm in the at the Scranton Comedy Club in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, support, we got to support you, too. You, you come support me. I, I, you know, I don't need support. No, no, one, no one likes me anyway. Not even Sean. We like you, Jeff. Thank you, Dave. Oh. You know that, that that's all I want to hear. That's all right, listen, guys, go go check out uh, Ten Ton Mojo. Go to their website. Come, you know, get the new uh, record. Uh, was uh, June thirtieth? Yeah, uh, the record's coming out June thirtieth. June thirtieth on, on all streaming. Okay, go to the website. They have some cool merch. The shirts, you know, it, it says Ten uh, Ton uh, Mojo on it. It's a cool uh, design that you have on there. Check out these songs. I'm telling you, folks. I mean, we haven't stayed you wrong with, with when we broke new music. And I mean, you're gonna love Carmelita. You're gonna you're gonna love uh, uh, the, the other song I really got, Bad Love. I mean, that that to me that that's the new one that I just found that from you guys, and I love it. So this this is really good stuff. This is better than Corey Feldman music. Okay, so I'm just saying. You ever you ever hear Corey Feldman music? Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> I love Corey Feldman, but you guys are good, man. You guys are a really good band, and you're you're a really good dude, man. I wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank you very much, Jeff and Sean. It was it was a pleasure. Yes, love being on the show, and uh, really was really was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's I'll know be getting up early Florida. tomorrow morning, Jeffrey, to get in my car to drive 189 miles to go see Ugly Kid Joe tomorrow oh, night. You and this Ugly Kid Joe concert. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be the best night ever. They're selling. They're selling vinyl. They're selling butt plugs. They're selling everything at this fucking concert. I swear to Christ, I'm I'm buying all their merch because I'm supporting local bands. That, that and that's what that's what you should do, and that's what people should do. Support local bands. Support uh, smaller shows. Uh, fuck going to see uh, Taylor Swift and spending twenty one hundred dollars on a ticket. You know, for 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 twenty five thirty bucks, you catch a band like uh, uh, Ten Ton Mojo and and a couple of other bands on the bill, and you'll have yourself a, a better time. Believe me, I tell you that show that I went to see Mike Trump, I had no expectations for that. Yeah, and I, I, would, thought, I wouldn't I, know. I would. I thought that was really good. I'm glad we wowed you. And yeah, yep. bands are small businesses. Just, just small bands are small businesses. That's what I really should have said. Because big bands are kind of like big businesses too. But They're yeah. corporations at that point. That's right. I man. mean, they are. Don't feed I want to be machine. one of those corporate. Dude, there's a there was a documentary, and we're gonna end with this. There's a documentary on Bon Jovi when their album came out, 
And he goes, I'm not the lead singer of a band anymore. I'm the CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation. I mean, it, it's it's true. And it's almost sad when that happens. I mean, I wouldn't, I almost don't want that to happen. I'd like to just keep it just under the radar. You know, that'd be great. Yeah, no, like, why would you want 400 fucking yeah, you, you, you don't, you don't well, want, you don't want money and success. <laughs> no, you don't need that. You know, listen, if you get it, just throw it all away. Sean, when we end with this, yeah, ask uh, Dave, your, yeah, my question. My question. Yeah, your your, your your big famous question. Your ultimate band. You can be in the band, right? You're singing for the band. Who are your backing musicians? Who's your guitar player? Who's your drummer? Who's your bass player? Does not have to be your band. It you should be. Your, you pick your mega band. Does it have to be alive. No, not at all. Oh, fantastic! Um, <laughs> that just opens up a whole world. That makes it a lot harder, I guess. But um, I definitely want. Uh, Dwayne Allman, he's my favorite slide guitar player of all time by far. I I, I love him. Right. Um, and I guess for rapport, I'd throw um slow hand in there because you know they they were in the dominoes and they really work well together. So that would be mm -hmm. you, know, you kind of want to have some some good mix in there. Um, as far as bass player, oh, I mean I I love me some JPJ, but I'm gonna have to go Ant Whistle. I gotta go Ant Whistle. I just okay. I just. I just find his he's got more of like a, a jammy soul to me. Um, I feel like he can go off kind of, and I, I I like to jam sometimes. As far as drummer, I think I want to go Mitch Mitchell. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I really like Mitch Mitchell. He's uh he's dynamic. I mean, I think he's really underrated too. I, I really yeah, I, I did not expect that in the least, but well, it's either that or John Bonham. I mean, John yeah. Bonham would definitely be a. He's just. When I need when I need to hit it hard, but Mitch Mitch can hit it hard too, man. So I mean, I, I can't. I got to go, Mitch, because he's his dynamics are fantastic, and I feel like that's rarer to find in a drummer than you know someone you can always hit hard. And what about some um, keys? Little keys. I, I gotta say, I have a, a love hate relationship with keys as far as my personal dealing with keyboard players that I have. And this I did hear it on some of your records. Uh, no, nobody's ever been in the band though. Like, you know, like actually as a keyboard player, like, you know what I mean? Like there's no right. been like, um, but yes, we use it. Yeah, no, without a doubt. There's definitely keys in the background and, and whatnot. Now, if I had to pick favorite keyboard player, I don't know. That one I'm going to have to pass on. That's fine. The, the band is what? 10 Ton Mojo. Uh, yes. Get, 10 -ton our guest Mojo. is Dave Anthony. And the, the the record is coming out June thirtieth, and check record, them out, man. On June thirtieth, physical release July fifteenth, opening for Annika. Nice. That should be a great show. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it's it. Good time, Jeff, Sean. Thank you guys. Rock and roll. Ten times, right, We'll see you soon.